Hey everyone, what is going on? It is, uh, this podcast is for January 5th, 2021. Uh, it is actually January 6th, 2021 at 2.54 a.m. in the morning here in Hawaii. Uh, this is barbecue to movies. If it doesn't sound like I'm in a good mood right now, it's probably because that is the truth here. I am not delighted at what I have to share for you right now. I'm not even going to cut to um, my usual advertising like how I usually do within the first minute. I'm just going to start talking. And then maybe if I feel like it, then I'll start cutting to it. But but I want to get this off my chest right now. It looks as though the Republicans will lose both seats in the Senate over there in Georgia. Uh, Loeffler, I think that's how you say her name, and also Purdue. I think that's how he says his name. Yeah, it looks as though they're going to be losing to Ossif, Ossoff and Warnock, um, the two very socialist liberals who are left to Bernie Sanders. That's how radical they are. Um, Warnock, he actually ran over his wife with his car. I think ran over her foot. The press covered it up. Um, she came out and said, warned everyone, said, hey, he is not the guy he is. Um, he's, you know, he, he's a preacher. He said some pretty radical stuff out there. I don't trust the guy. Um, <laughs> Asif, he doesn't know one bit, one thing on how to do anything in the world uh, other than to look pretty in front of the cameras. And uh, here's what happened. Um, if you guys weren't following this very closely, um, in the beginning, the Democrats were winning, and then the Repub- Republicans slowly gained and inched their way forward, and they were in the lead um, for both for both candidates, and they were in the lead all the way till maybe around 12 p.m. at night. Now, about one or two hours before this, um, they were saying that, well, the Democratic counties that were left over, apparently, again, once again, the Democratic counties, the precincts, were very slow at counting their mail-in ballots. In fact, they came out and made a statement maybe around, I think, 9 p.m. Uh, Georgia time that they had maybe about 30,000 more ballots. Now, at this moment, I think uh, Purdue had about 130,000 more votes um, than, than um, who was he running, against Ossif. And then they came out and said that, well, we're not really going to be, um, uh, we're not sure how many votes are out there. So instead of 30,000 outstanding votes, it was 70,000. And then it was 130,000 votes outstanding. And then they said, well, not all of the ballots were retrieved from, from the ballot boxes. And these ballot boxes, by the way, were put into place by none other by Facebook Mark Zuckerberg's nonprofit organization, which were, more, which were heavily distributed in Democratic areas not Republican areas, by the way. So again, if you're more, more likely to be a Democrat and lived in a Democrat area, you just drop your ballots into these boxes anywhere. They pick it up, you know, you could pick it up these, uh, pick, pick them up and all that, and then count as you needed them. Well, for some reason, uh, there's some precincts over there. Um, they were very slow at, at reporting their, their um, I guess, their results. And all of a sudden, they had a dump. Um exact amount that they needed to win the election. Again, this happened, not on a grand scale like what we saw over in the presidential election, but it happened again over at, let me take a look here, it happened at 12 p.m. Now, here's the interesting thing. This dump of ballots, they said it was going to happen in one hour. This is back about 9 p.m. Georgia time, in one hour. Then they said it would happen in 
five hours. And then they said they stopped counting altogether. They wouldn't, they wouldn't start counting until 6 a.m. the next night. Six day, six a.m. the next day. Then they said eight p.m. the next day. Then they said nine p.m. the next day. Then all of a sudden at twelve p.m. they had a ballot dump. So apparently they didn't stop counting. They said they would stop counting, but they didn't stop counting. And then they dumped all of the ballots. They found the ballot. It looks, it looks from here as though they found the ballots that they needed. And you remember that Joe Biden line that went straight up. Well, in this case, the, the, the graph that I'm looking at right now, it has the Republicans winning by a pretty substantial margin, like maybe about 3%, with about 90% of the vote in, and then all of a sudden, the rest of the vote goes, bam, goes straight down to blue. And then all, from there on, it's blue all the way. And it looks like Loeffler, she lost. The race was called at 2 a.m. And then for Purdue... His race is not called yet. Um, again, it's not called at 3 a.m. in the morning here in Hawaii. But it pretty much looks as though he's going to get it because the same dump happened. And basically, you know, he has, um, it's enough for him, for, for uh, Osif to like take the lead. I mean, he has the lead right now. And produce, he is, let's see here, let me take a look at what the count is right now. Um, Purdue is. Jeez, they're not, it's so confusing on this website. I can't even tell. I really can't tell right now. Even how they report the, the, total, the total numbers here are just confusing on this website. It's just crazy. It, I, I really don't get it. I really don't get it. So it looks right now as though the Democrats are going to get, I guess, the Senate majority. Um, they already have the House majority, even though they didn't, you know, they lost seats over there in the House of Reps. And uh, if if they get the presidency, that's two out of um, that that's two that that's two out of the three executive branches of of the government which they own. And um, it looks as though, with a very weak Supreme Court, which doesn't seem to have a backbone, it looks as though the Democrats may get their way to run the country the way they want. I'm I'm just praying that they're responsible. If they do win, I'm praying that they're responsible and make the right choices. Um, I'm not sure where they're where they're at right now. I'm not sure how radical it's going to be. Uh, you you know the fear in me, fear is the worst. You know I wanted to open up a barbecue company, but um, there have been talks on the Democratic side that they would go after barbecue. Strangely enough, because uh, well. You know, we burn wood, right? And that's that's a big carbon footprint. And they want wanted to tax barbecue shops basically out of existence because, again, you're burning a lot of wood. That's I mean, that is a lot of carbon you're putting into there. And or you know, they, I mean, I have, I have no idea what what their intentions are. I really don't. I mean, they wanted to basically you know control the menu items, so, so to encourage you not to eat meat. So we're looking we're looking at even maybe a carbon tax on on cattle. Um, it doesn't look good if they follow through with what they want. Um, no one on the Democrat side, for the most part, are very talented when it comes to executive leadership and making the right decisions. You know, we're going to probably have a, you know, if they get their way, you know, our, our, our freedoms on, on speech will maybe be limited. You know, yeah, we can't offend anyone. We may become more like um, Canada or Toronto, or or in the in the 
I guess in the UK or Australia where, you know, you, you can't, I guess you can't do things that offend. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, be, being offensive is one of the great freedoms of being, is it one of the great things about being an American where you can actually offend someone? That's how, that's how you get comedy. And we're not saying bullying, but lately everything in the world, everything, everything in the world can be considered bullying. I mean, even right now, me preaching my mind can be considered hate speech and bullying because, hey, I would say things like, hey, I don't believe, you know, I believe only two, two sexes, right? If I say that, right? I don't believe in, you know, I don't, I believe that gender fluidity is a mental illness and not a gender. I don't think people are both male and female. I think that's impossible to be. And I don't think you can be neither, you know, and I don't think people can change their sex, even if they want to take the drugs. I think it's very, I think it's very bad if, if you're a, a female and you take testosterone because that's cancerous. There's actually studies about that. So I'm not sure, you know, where this country is going to go. I'm not sure, you know, what is the future for, for my businesses. You know, I deal with a lot of businesses in my wedding business, my, you know, my, my barbecue, my possible barbecue business that I wanted to start so bad. Um, first, I stopped it because of COVID, you know, and then now I'm thinking, oh, boy, I really got to watch this, see where, see what happens. I want to see how much power, you know, or um, I want to see how much, uh, I guess, cred they give that Green New Deal thing if, or if that was all talk. I do know one thing, though, and I think we can rest assured on this. Is that for the most part, politicians, are, period, you know, politicians, period, are pretty much the same. Uh, they're, they're not like Trump. Trump got things done. And let's be very honest with each other. Uh, the Republicans and the Democrats, before Trump, they were all the same. The Republicans just lied to us. You know, they both got us into wars, which we didn't need to. They both voted to get us, get us into wars, which we didn't need to. They both voted, you know, to... To topple regimes, Obama, you know, did the same thing that, you know, George Bush did. He said he was not going to be a war president. He did. He went in there into Libya and the, the Northern African area. He destabilized the Middle East even more by destabilizing Northern Africa. All right. Let's not forget about that. George Bush Jr., right, w, George W. Bush destabilized the Middle East by getting rid of Saddam, which gave birth to a greater Iran and Al-Qaeda. And then, and then I mean, then and then ISIS. Actually, I take that back. ISIS, and then um, you know, uh, I guess Barack Obama came in there, and then you know, destabilized the northern Africa again, which basically made ISIS from a little small know nothing into something huge. And then it was President Trump that that never started a war. He didn't. He was an anti-war candidate. He. Um, he got us out of like he he didn't start a war with South Korea, you know he got into into great deals with China, and he got and he started pulling troops out of the Middle East. So I'm not sure what's going to happen today. To me, again, today is June, you no, know, today is January sixth, and um, you know it, it's a, uh, I'm not sure really what's going to happen, because uh, you know Mike Pence could. You know, could do his thing. He could not do his thing. I know they're going to contest the election. That's that's for sure. At least we're going to get a discussion about all the voter fraud out there. Uh, I don't like it right now that the media is out there, you know, p 
pushing a false narrative that there's no evidence. And we really can't trust the media. E- even if we don't get our way, we don't get our win, you still can't trust the media. And I'm not, and I'm not saying to go completely full-on conspiracy paranoid, because I'm, I'm completely against that. You know, I keep preaching, don't go there. Don't go down that rabbit hole and start thinking all of these, you know, different types of things there. You, you know, again, do your research before you go down there, because once you go down in that rabbit hole, it's hard to get out of. It's really, really hard to get out of. No matter how much evidence you see, start to be a very healthy skeptic. And, um, and, and I just want to know, is there voter fraud or not? And for the fact that they, tell, that they don't even want to, I guess, entertain the idea of an investigation, something tells me that they're hiding something, right? Usually if you don't want to entertain, I mean, it's, it's like saying, my dog ate my homework, and they'll say, well, let me take a look to see if you have a dog. The teacher says, I want to come over to your house to see if, see if you have a dog. He says, no, 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 that's okay. You don't have to come over. In fact, I ban you from my house. I'm going to call the cops if you come over to my house and see if I have a dog. That's what's happening right now. And then, and then the little student who says, my, my dog ate my homework, says, tells the teacher, that's conspiracy theory. That you want to come over. You don't believe me that I have a dog. You know, that's a conspiracy theory. You're being racist. Oh, it's because I'm Chinese, right? You're being racist. That's exactly the story they're painting. You can't ask questions. And if you do, you're some type of Nazi or some type of, you know, some type of, oh, my God, they have a list of them deplorable. I can't get over it, you know. But what to do now? Like, what are you going to do now? I mean, it's, isn't it depressing a little bit, you know? And I don't want to be like we're, you remember that girl was just screaming. Remember when, when Trump won, she was just screaming and going completely, you know, bat s crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to be like that. You know, we have to, you know, we'll find a way. We're all smart people. You know, conservatives are smart people, right? Democrats are, well, I would say Democrats are smart people too, but they've just gone, you know, right now Trump has hit the right buttons on them, triggered them, and they've gone full retard. And, and I say that very, you know, they probably think we're retarded in, in our own way. They probably do. Everything we think about them, they probably think about us. You know, but then when I take a look at from an objective point of view, we have evidence on our side. When I always take, I mean, I, again, I look at, you know, when I take a full look of the, the whole narrative all together, and we can always say, well, one side thinks they're crazy, both sides thinks they're crazy, and just do a very broad stroke of just, you know, you know, human behavior on both sides and say, yeah, we're both equally crazy. But one side, you know, they take a look. The conservative side always takes a look at the detail. And yes, the conservative side does, you know, start jumping to, jumping to conclusions sometimes, but it, at least they take a look at the evidence. On the left, it's very different. Whatever comes down from the top, they believe. The left is very... I'll give you one thing. i give the left one thing is that they're so loyal, they're so blindly loyal to each other that if, if they say straws are bad, they'll say, okay, straws are bad. And, they'll, they'll, and then all of a sudden it goes viral and all of a sudden we're, we're on paper straws everywhere throughout the whole country. And what is it based upon? I think a 13 or 14-year-old science, science project, which was debunked. The whole straw... The whole straw argument is a complete, it's a complete bag of stupid, stupidity. I don't want to say that S word, right? I'm trying to keep the show pretty clean here. But, it, but then the whole, le- it, the whole left has just 
basically said, you know, accepted it as science. It's like, it's like the whole mask thing, wearing masks, that masks will actually help you prevent from spreading COVID or from help you from getting COVID. And I, you know, I hear it on you know, radio PSAs, television PSAs, wear your mask, wear your, wear your mask, wear your mask. Well, statistically, if we look at the science, everywhere where people wore masks, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the viral infections, it just jumped up. 85%, 80 or 85% of the people who are infected with COVID wore masks. That means it didn't help that much. And they try to twist that fact into some crazy thing out there, right? They say, oh, no, 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 it will help. But the science is actually against it now, but they're still pushing it because it's the trending thing to do. Social distancing, trend, you know, is that what you want? You want people to like be stuck at home when they say the virus spreads at home more? Or do you want them outside in the sun exercising? I don't know, dude. I really don't know, dude. It's it's going to be tough. I just hope they don't go full stupid and full angry. You know, Democrats, the Republicans, you know, of the old. And, and here's the thing what we can kind of look forward to in a way. Things are going to go back to the old. Um, I, I have a feeling they're not going to go full radical AOC. I really don't think Joe Biden would, would do that. I really think um, there are some phone calls where he had, where he was on there saying, we can't do that. We can't do this. That's unconstitutional. We just can't do that because the Supreme Court would knock it down. So he kind of knows he's not a full on radical like AOC. And, um, but where would we go? I mean, I just want to know where would we go? Like how left will we go? Um, Under President Bush, we're we were already going left. All right. He was not a true conservative. John McCain, who when he ran, he's not a true conservative. If he would have won, it would have been the same as a Democrat winning. Okay, John McCain and Hillary Clinton, they're in it all together. Um, and then you had uh, Romney. Look what we were all, you know, we were behind. I was behind Romney when he was running against Obama, weren't you? And say, for example, if Romney won, well, it wouldn't be much of a difference between him and Obama. Look at him right now. He voted to impeach Trump. He con he congratulated Joe Biden on a win and then said, I can't wait to have the nation st start the healing or something like that. But he used the word, you know, we have to start healing again. Can't wait to basically have you get into office. Congratulations. Something like that. So it's just... He it would have been no difference again. So we're just back to square one. We have a, you know, basically an oligarch inside there, you know, a, a politician, someone from the Beltway, and uh, you know the Democrats are going to you know, and I you know what? Here's the thing: what's most important to them is power. It's more important than the Democrat narrative. I mean, I can tell you, they will lie. They will lie to their own party just to keep power. They don't give a damn about black lives. Let's be honest about that, all right? This whole Black Lives Matter thing, that was just a whole bunch of BS. And, and the Black Lives Matter people, the whole defund the police movement and all that, that was all just to get elected. They're not going to defund the police. That's the last thing on their mind. You know, 
that's the last thing on their mind is to actually defund the police. The last thing on their mind is is to actually improve um, black neighborhoods. You know, look at all the Democratic cities right now. They could have taken the steps to improve Baltimore, Minnesota, Detroit, Los Angeles. We can keep naming all the all of the liberal cities that went to crap. Seattle, even here in Hawaii. <laughs> all the Democrat cities, they got they were in power for so long. All the Democratic states were in power for so long. They didn't do crap for the black people. They did absolutely nothing. You know, they made teacher unions stronger, and now they're going to make teacher unions even stronger, maybe, or maybe not. I mean, who really knows? But it's just going to go back to the status quo. What we had with President Trump, and here I am talking as though President Trump is going to lose already. I shouldn't talk like that. But what we had with him was a president who actually got things done. He, every, almost every single campaign promise that he made, I think the only ones which he broke was balancing the budget. And again, you know, the president is not responsible for the budget. That's the House of Representatives. And it just goes to show you, you know, the, re- the Republicans are full of it themselves. You know that COVID bill, that COVID relief package that, um, that the president reluctantly signed? I mean, the one that gave us only $600? Well, and the Republicans shot down the $2,000, um, I guess, I guess uh, fix. You know, he, President Trump wanted $2,000, and so did the Democrats. But guess what we got? We only got $600. Now, we, got a lot, we had a lot of pork in there. We had millions of dollars going to Pakistan to study gender identity over there in Pakistan, gender neutrality or whatever it is. Um, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, a Republican, supported that. I'm not sure if he sponsored that or if that was his line of pork in there, but he actually supported that. And the Republicans supported cutting it down from $2,000 to $600. So they were doing the... BS thing too, you know, like they're, they're going, they were regressing back to their days of old because they saw Trump on his, on his way out. So I, I just don't know. Like, you know what I do hope though? Yeah. I mean, if Trump doesn't get into office, that the country undergoes a wake up call because if they, if they do the things they promise. Businesses will shut down. Restaurants will shut down. P- uh, unemployment is not going to recover. And they're going to blame that on Trump, by the way. They're going to blame all of this, all of the job losses and everything on Trump. And you know what, I, what, what I'm really scared of too, though, is, uh, you know, COVID, they considered an existential threat. And uh, look at what they did under this umbrella of like what they considered an existential threat. You know, they took away our our constitutional rights. I mean, we didn't have the freedom of speech. I mean, look at the internet. Look at the internet. I mean, if you had an opposing view, even doctors couldn't share um, remedies to COVID. You couldn't hear it. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, they all censored it. And nobody stood up for your First Amendment rights. Even the Supreme Court didn't stand up for that. Even Republicans complained to make themselves look good, make themselves look good. But Donald Trump was the only one making stirring the pot. You know, what Donald Trump did was give us the normal people who say, "Hey, wait a minute! What happened to our First Amendment rights? What happened to our 
rights to assemble, peacefully assemble at a church to sing and praise God. We couldn't do that. That was our, but all of a sudden, if we wanted to burn down the Target, if you wanted to go loot Walmart, we had, those are first, they, all, they suddenly appeared because we were just destroying our own cities and just burned down, burning down mom and pop stores and nothing would, you know, this just helped push Donald Trump out of office. It really did. You know, because a lot of people pointed at, you know, the Democrats are the ones who caused the, this entire ruckus. They made George Floyd into something it wasn't. They made Breonna Taylor into something it wasn't. They made Black Lives Matter into a very, a very, um, a racist movement, which was Black Lives Matter, and they gave that thing wings. They made it so that they they made most of America think that if you're white, something's wrong with you, and if and if you didn't believe in it, if you didn't believe that Black Lives Matter, then you were a, basically equivalent to a Nazi. <laughs> and where did all that money that Black Lives Matter raised go? Nowhere. It didn't go nowhere to the black community. It went to themselves. That's it. And what did the Democrats do? What did the Democrats do in those black neighborhoods? Well, in Minneapolis, they actually defunded the police. They cut the police force. In Los Angeles, they cut the police force. In New York City, they cut the police force. And crime went up. Because now gangs roamed the streets. Gangs are running everything now over there. No, I'm saying that in an absurd way, but they're running everything. They're not running everything, but it's rampant. Murder is on the rise. Rape is on the rise because you have less cops on the beat. You need cops. You need referees on the field or else people cheat. Could you imagine playing a sport without referees on the field? There's a certain number of referees we need at every game and every sport to make it what we seem fair. Correct? Right? And apparently, the Democrats think we only need one referee on a football field. And apparently, even for an election, we don't need those referees to even blow a whistle. And even if we kind of compare this to football, those referees should be up there in the nosebleed observing and not blowing a whistle. What good are observers if they can't blow a whistle or can't complain? And we need them... We need them on both sides, Democrat and Republican. Well, well, people, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I sound kind of down, don't I? Because I am down. I really am. I really, really am. How are you feeling? Well, let me take a look at the news here. I'm going to share some news with you right now. Because uh, I'm just sick and tired of just talking about this. You know... Um, Trump is saying right now, if vice president comes through, we will win the presidency. Let me click on this article for you. It's from the Epic Times. Pretty interesting. I'm going to read it for you. President Donald Trump said Wednesday he will win a second term if vice president Mike Pence takes action while Congress counts the electoral votes. Hmm. Wow. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden's team didn't return a quest for comment in another massive Trump another in another missive Trump said Pence has the power to reject to reject fraudulently chosen electors he also spoke of the matter while rallying in Georgia saying his hope was that Pence delivers hmm well, we heard that before I don't know we'll see we'll really see 
I think Pence is still a good guy. I've heard the rumors about it. I've seen the emails and all those things. I'm not sure what's true or what's not. I really don't. I mean, is, is Pence part of the deep state? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I'd like to see, you know, before I slap any label on any, anyone, I really want to take a really close look on it. You know what I really want to take a close look on is, is those Dominion machines. I want to see, even, after, even if we lose everything, I still want this investigation to go on and on and on. And I really think that Trump needs to, you know, I really think that Trump needs to appoint a special consul to, to investigate voter fraud here. Because that umbrella has to go wide and deep. And the Democrats, they need to be investigated because something is not going, something is behind. There's a machine, there's an organization or something going behind this entire I guess there's this entire movement to get Trump and the Republicans out of office. And it all started, you know, in 2016. And it started, I, I, I keep trying to repeat myself here, but it didn't start with the Democrats. When Trump announced his presidency to run for office, let's not forget that the Republicans tried to steal the election from him. From, from Trump getting the elector, from Trump getting the, the needed delegates to, to become the um, Republican nominee, and and uh, Ted Cruz was part of that. So let's not forget about that. All right. And Ted Cruz lied. Um, John Kasich was part of that too. Um, Jeb Bush was part of that as well. So and then uh, that Russian dossier that was created by the the Mark Rubio camp. It it, it originated in. Um, a Mark Rubio camp um, by, I think, a, who was a, a, a rhino called um, Bill Crystal. And then when Mark Rubio dropped out, they took that information over to Hillary. And then, and then um, it, it, it got legs on its own. And then it, was, and then it was John McCain, Hillary's best friend, who delivered that, um, that dossier over to the FBI. It was all planned. So again, we have Republicans and Democrats in it all together, and they're in it together to try to get Trump out of office. For three years, they tried to use that to try to get him out of office. They tried to use Stormy Daniels to get him out of office. They tried to use Michael Cohen to get him out of office. Remember that? All these different things. And then they used the, the Ukraine phone call. So before COVID, it was this Ukraine phone call thing. And now they, then they use COVID, the mail-in ballots, and the coup went on, and I think they got this, you know, they may have gotten Trump using this mail-in ballots things and COVID. And they also used Black Lives Matter and the death of George Floyd. Now, I'm not sure how many of you took a look at the whole video of George Floyd being put over by the cops, but there are other black people in that SUV with George Floyd. Nothing happened to them. Absolutely nothing. So how can you tell, how can you tell me that these Cops were racist when nothing happened at all to these other black passengers in the in that um I guess in in that SUV. Absolutely nothing happened to them. And George Floyd was saying, "I can't breathe," before he went to the ground. And by the way, if you're being choked out, if anybody has ever gotten choked before, like in a martial arts move or something like that, you can't say, "I can't breathe." You can't talk. He was going through some type of episode. Was his knee, was his um, shin on top of George Floyd's neck? Maybe. Yes, it looked like so. But was there enough pressure there to actually suffocate him, to, to asphyxiate him? 
Were there the marks? Were there marks of actually asphyxiation? I want to know that. And apparently, there wasn't. There was one report that said there was, and there one there was one report that said there wasn't. But even the report that said it was, they said that the minor asphyxiation helped maybe you know kill him as well as drugs. So there were drugs involved, and there was pro- he, George Floyd had enough drugs in him to kill him. All right. So maybe he died of drugs. Who knows? Was that guy? Was that police officer with that you know that knee on the neck? Was he a racist? I don't know. Is there proof of him being a racist? Was he a Nazi, um, a white supremacist? Is there proof of that? I don't think so. Did they pull over George Floyd because he was a black? No, he was actually committing a crime. And did they try everything in their power? Those four cops over there, I think it was three cops at that time, to try to to try to um, de-escalate the situation? Yes, they did. It was George Floyd who put himself on the ground. Hmm. And here's the other thing. You know, the press and the, I guess, the people there at the DA's office over there in Minnesota, they saw the full video. They saw it. They could have released the full video and all of this would have been gone and done. Black Lives Matter would have not even had even legs to stand on because that video would not support the narrative, the fake narrative that they put forth. And I want to tell you this. Black Lives Matter lied to the black people. They did. They wanted to rile them up, get them angry. You know, I challenge you, if I have any black viewers out there, black, black listeners out there, look at the full video with an open mind and look at all of the cases that Black Lives Matter has brought to you and look at it with an open mind. Don't go in there with the prejudice saying these are all racist. Look at it. And you can tell me, from the, from the cop's point of view, or from the, you know, and in some cases, even George, George Martin, by the way, is not a cop. When he took down Trayvon Martin, he was, he was just a guy on, you know, patrol. Look at the evidence. Look at the evidence, and you tell me if that's racist or not. All right? You, you tell me. I mean, if you come out with the fact, if you come out with it say, saying that, okay, you know, so-and-so is racist and everything like that, then that's your, that's your opinion. You're, you're, you're entitled to it. But I just happen to disagree with it fully. All right. Huh. Well, it's been 34 minutes already, guys. I, did, I didn't even cut the commercial. I just went straight into this. I don't think I'll put a commercial on this. I, w- I don't think I will. Huh. I am just pissed. Well, not pissed. I'm not sad either. I'm just disappointed. I think that's what really it is. Really, really disappointed. I mean, I mean, I have to think here. I mean, do we really think that? Has America really gone? Has America really gone to this point where we? I mean, I hate to. I keep saying it. Gone full retard. Have we overthrottled our brain? Have we ever? Have you really gone to this point where we just assume the worst that we're that we we are this? really bad nation that there's racist everywhere. We don't care about the environment. Um, we want the poor to stay poor. I don't think so. I mean, that is not the America that I see. When I walk around there, I don't see racism. I mean, can you tell me when you walk around here, do you, you look at cops, you think they're out there to, to pull you over just because of the color of your skin? That they're saying, there is a black guy and he deserves to go to jail even though he didn't do anything. Now, I could, I could understand like some, you know, profiling that may have gone wrong 
and that's just bad, you know, being a, you know, having bad intuition. But is that racist? No. That's just making a bad judgment call. It has nothing. I mean, I see these videos on YouTube, and there's some, I think, some black guys out there, and they're completely 100% innocent. And a white cop comes up to them and starts accusing them hey, um, can I check your ID? And have you been here and everything? And they fit the description of a, a criminal in the area, by the way. And, um, you know, but they're being, these black guys are being very, I guess, very difficult to deal with. So if you're difficult to deal with and you're being condescending toward the cop, then that just gives the cop even more reason, you know, to target you. I mean, if he asks for your ID, just give it to him. If you say, nope, nope, I don't know, I don't know, shut up, you don't have the right to ID, no, I'm, not, I'm not even talking. Yeah, you have your right to do that, but why do you have to be such a butthead to a cop? Just say, sir, why can't you say, sir, that wasn't me, here's my ID and, you know, I didn't do anything and I'll answer any questions, sir. I'll answer any questions. I wasn't here. You know, one time when I was younger, well, not that younger, maybe younger. Oh, geez, that was younger. Okay, when I was in my mid-20s. Well, time flies by. I'm 43 now. <laughs> when I was in my mid-20s, a good friend of mine, we were biking at night. And we always go biking at night because we were just, we were bike hooligans. We were like uh, jump our bikes on picnic tables and abandon cars. We would ride this sport called Trials. And... To explain what trials is, we're basically, uh, it's, it's the Tai Chi. It's like BMX Tai Chi. So we're not going very fast. But the goal, of the, the goal of trials is to jump on things without putting your foot down. And uh, so we would jump on things that uh, we shouldn't be jumping on, such as picnic tables, abandoned cars, boulders, and everything. And we do this you know, in the daytime. And one of our favorite pastimes was to do it at night. And um, so we'd go around everywhere, and then we outrun cops. <laughs> we were like, we were like hooligans, again. And we go through. Man, we have some. I have some stories that I could share with you, but uh, we have some close calls where if we were got to get got got caught by cops, we would have been in jail. We were like right on everything from the state capitol and get get chased by the sheriffs. But it's very hard to to run down a bike when a cop car can't jump stairs, right? And then you can't, you know, those bike cops, they can't jump stairs and they can't, you know, jump boulders or, or uh, do, do a 180 and go in different ways and go down alleyways. And it was very easy to lose cops. But at one time, uh, my friend and I, we were biking in, in this um, residential area and um, we're, we bike without um, lights. And then um, these cops came up and pulled us over. Now, we weren't doing anything bad at all. We were just biking around because we just like to gallivant around at night. We're talking about 1 o'clock a.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning. And all of a sudden, this, these cops pull us over and they say, well, can we see your ID? And we said, you know, and we were very polite to them. We said, sorry, sir, we don't have our ID. And, um, and he says, why don't you have your ID for us? He says, well, because we, um, well, we're biking. We're not, <laughs> we're biking. We're not driving a car. And, and he says, well, you should always carry your ID on with you. And I says, okay, well, good point. And he says, and then he told, asks my friend, are you guys, have you guys been stealing plasma TVs? And this is back when they had plasma, not LCDs. And my friend, um, he helped install plasma TVs and move them for a living. And he said, there's no way we're carrying a plasma TV out on our bike. They're really heavy. And the cops said, well, how would you know? And he says, well, because I install it for a living. And then he said that, well, what are you guys doing out biking at night? And I said, well, we're just, we like to bike at night. That's what we do. That's what we do to like, you know, you know, get away, you know. And, um, and then the cop called for backup. And then all of a sudden we had like um, three cop cars on us with their, 
with their blue lights flashing on us, making a, making a commotion out of nothing. And uh, they started looking over at our bikes and they asked us, are, are our bikes stolen? I said, absolutely not. And so we can name you every single part, part on these, um, these bikes right here. And they said, again, where, where are your bike lights? And I says, well, we don't bike with them. And they asked, well, we can take, we can take that bike because you don't have a bike light on them. And I said, well, I guess you guys could, but that wouldn't be really cool of you. And we're being very friendly to them. And they were trying to find every single thing to nail, it, nail something on us. And they finally, 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 they let us go. They said, well, get bike lights on and then we won't pull you over. And we said, all right, whatever. But... Again, <laughs> now, again, they profiled us wrong. They thought we were the guys who were casing the area who was, like, you know, um, getting going to go steal plasma TVs on a bike, which is totally impossible. But that's just wrong intuition by them. And, uh, you know, they called for backup just in case we all had guns and all that. Um, I think, did they pat us down? I don't think they patted us down, but they asked us if we had guns on us. I said, absolutely not. But we were very, you know, nice to them. Um, they were very young cops too. I think they're maybe a, a little bit older than us, maybe in their mid thirties. We were in our mid twenties back then. Uh, but again, I'm sure they've seen bicyclists. I think maybe someone out there may have said, Hey, there's someone casing our area and that's completely understandable. So I can understand like, you know, bad intuition by cops or, or cops just pulling over people being a little, making things a little difficult because, um, you know, they want to f- try to see if they can catch a criminal. And, you know, here's the thing. You know, after me and my friend got, you know, put over and accused of all these things, we kind of said to each other, you know, if we lived in this area and we saw some kids, are, you know, riding around at nighttime without any, any um, lights on and riding around in circles and circles and circles, we would want to call the cops too. And, you know, I, I think we would, we would want the cops to get to the bottom of it because, you know, that's, that does seem very, very suspicious. So, you know, again, we don't hold anything against the cops at all for doing that to us. I mean, even right after that happened. But anyway, that's my story. I went off on a tangent there. But I can see, like, you know, again, like, you know, where blacks will say, well, you know, they're walking around in a neighborhood and say, hey, well, there's a black guy over here who did rob, rob us before. Are you that black guy? Yeah. You know, it could seem like they're profiling you based on, based on skin color. But again, that's just, it's not a racist thing to do. That's just intuition. And it's not saying all black people are criminals. It's just saying that you fit the profile and you're doing something very suspicious. And now we're going to like maybe pull you over, pressure you a little to get to the bottom of it. And here's the thing. I wish, I wish they do that type of pressure and investigation, you know, on this election. Instead of just having us accept it. You know, are, are we supposed to be like liberals where... The orders come down from the top, and we're just supposed to accept it. I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't like that. I really don't. I really don't. So anyway, it is, uh, man, I've been talking for 42 minutes here. I, I, I said I was going to go, but I, here I am, keep going and going and going. I think you're probably bored. Who the hell is still listening to me out there right now? Am I boring you? Oh, okay. Well... Anyway, I think it's time for me to stop this and, uh, you know, I got to get back to doing some work. Um, you know, I do have, uh, some clients to take care of. I got some photos to touch up. Um, my wedding business, by the way, is doing, uh, somewhat a little better. I got, you know, I, we had a wedding inquiry in today and, um, I think we booked them, which is good. So that's two, that's two weddings, which we would have done in a month. 
basically, which is way more than we've done in the past eight months. Isn't that... Now, how many did we do before? Uh, well, we did about maybe about 15 weddings per month, 15 to 20 weddings per month. So we're down by a lot. I hope things get better. I really do. I really, really do. And, and here's the thing. You know, when it comes down to like, what would I rather have? I would like to have my business back. And I don't care what Joe Biden, if Joe Biden gets into office, so be it. But it would be great to have our freedoms back. I don't want to be stuck in a house. I don't want tourists to be limited to, you know, to where they can go. I don't want to wear a mask. And, um, and right now, you know, <laughs> 2020 was, even though Trump was in power, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. You know, being stuck at home, wearing a mask, you know, um, having other people tell me I have to wear a mask to do business and have my business shut down. I don't like that at all. Um, and that's, that is the, the result from Democrat, you know, I live in Hawaii. That's from our Democrat governor, you know, and I don't like that. I hope, I really hope that if Joe Biden does get in office, that he doesn't do something that radical to keep power, right? I really don't. And my other hope is that if Joe Biden does get into power, that, that in a way, America wakes up. Because we're going to see what bad leadership looks like. And people are going to miss Trump. And people are going to get very angry when they see a president enriching himself. And trust me, he will. He will try to enrich himself, Hunter Biden, and everything. We're talking about an egomaniac here. You know, I'm not going to go yet, by the way. I want to talk about Joe Biden really quick. You know, his ego... Let's get, let's get into personality behaviors. You know, I study as, as a screenwriter, as a writer, a storyteller. We have to study personalities. We know them like the back of our hand. We know them so we can, we can basically keep up with um, psychologists. And even, here's a, here's a surprising thing. We actually help psychologists write stories. You would think psychologists know personality types really well. Surprisingly, they don't. So we make sure they understand everyone has a base fear, an agenda. Fear, anger, and agenda, you know, they give birth to paranoias and all, all other things too. We all have fears. And Joe Biden, when I take a look at him, I see a man who compulsively is, is obsessed with power. He loves power. A lot of other Democrats love power. Now, you can say the same thing about Trump. I don't believe that. Donald Trump is obsessed with, with doing the right thing. Donald Trump is the only political person that I know who has lost millions of dollars, maybe even billions of dollars going into office. He's the only one, the only person who I know who has gotten poorer going into office. Now, when he gets out, he may get a lot richer, all right? But he has gotten a lot poorer. He lost so much. Like, his Trump properties went down the drain. Now, with Joe Biden, he used the office to enrich himself. And how did he do this? He did this illegally. And he has done this since he has been in office. He lies and he doesn't care about the consequences because he feels he, 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 feels he can lie and get away with it and people will still keep voting him in. Get this. What type of person goes up and sniffs the hair of a little child? 
very romantically brushes her chin and hair away and sniffs them. If I did that to your child, your daughter, you punch me in the face. Now he gets, he, he does this to a lot of women right there on camera, a lot of girls right there on camera, and he believes he can get away with it. No problem. No one's going to tell him, hey, Joe, don't do that. He can do this. He can do this to your wife. Your wife out there, he'll grab them around the waist, sniff their hair, rub his nose into their hair, put his hand on top of their, uh, their, their neck and start doing it right in front of people in public, right in front of the press during a press conference. He does this. It's on YouTube. And he gets away with it. He breaks the rules, gets away with it. He knows it's inappropriate. There are women, three women out there who describe him as being as Joe Biden sexually harassing them. And their story was not told. He did this. He got away with it. He always does this. Look at what he did with he he set up his own son. He set up his own son, Hunter Biden, to take the fall. And trust me, his son will take the fall for his father. And I hope he spill I hope Hunter spills the beans. Because that's what's going to happen. You know, Hunter is being set up right now to take the fall. He, he, he funneled all the money. Hunter Biden pays for all of Joe Biden's bills. The mortgage to his house, the spending sprees and all that. Hunter Biden is not a talented person at all. You know, Joe Biden thinks he's talented. He's not. <laughs> so this is Joe Biden breaking all the rules. And all of a sudden, he's in office now. You think he's going to follow the rules? You think he's going to stop trying to enrich himself? He's going to do everything to enrich himself again. Everything. Nothing's going to change. And I tell you what, it's not just him who are like these type, we call them type 8 challengers. You know, by the way, I use that. If you're interested in studying personality T-types, you have to learn the Enneagram. All right, it's just flat out simple. If you already know the Enneagram and you, you, you use it for personal growth, you're way ahead of everyone else. All right. So I use it, I use it for personal growth and I use it, I use it for writing as well. And, um, and that's what I'm looking at him right now. He's a type 8 personality. Type 8 challenger. Doesn't respect the law, especially when they're unhealthy. Can be a butthead. Real big butthead. You see the way he talked to regular people? Called people fat? Called people all of these things? You know? If they just challenged him? Challenged people to a push-up contest? <laughs> have, you heard, have you heard Trump say those things? Absolutely not. <laughs> what the press even <laughs> interprets as bullying from Donald Trump is just insane, too. It's just, oh, gives me a headache. All right. I am going to go now, people. I am going to go this time. It's real. Uh, I'm hoping by the next time I have a podcast, I have better news to, to share. I hope President Trump is fighting, fighting, fighting. I, I know for a fact that we're going to have um, 13 people from the Senate, and I think over 100 House representatives object to the presidential election. I know there's going to be millions of people out there in D.C. actually protesting today, and I think Trump is going to be out there as well. You know, that is America. That's patriotism out there. That's not crazy. That's patriotism. Don't let the media blind you. That's what true patriotism looks like. That people are out there driving across the world, driving across America, um, taking airplanes, risking their life, by the way, not because of COVID, but because Antifa 
has also arrived there too. They want to beat the hell out of Trump supporters. All right, people, I'm out of here. You take care. Bye.